Too Hard, Too Fast podcast, where if you sneeze and pee a little, it's okay. It's not only okay, sometimes encouraged. So welcome. <laughs> uh, today, in today's episode, we have Ben Durand. Um, he used to play football for Auburn in college, and he is now working his way up into a music career. I'm a fan. I'm hoping that at the end of this episode, he's going to play us out with an original Ben Durand. Uh, we'll see about that. Ben, what do you say? Oh, absolutely. I got you, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for coming on. And we know we're going to talk about your college career and f- uh, football, how we met. I think m- how we met uh, was a pretty interesting story. And we'll see we'll, uh, how, what else we can get into. So sit back, buckle up. Let's go too hard, too fast. Boom. <laughs> Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Welcome back to Too Hard, Too Fast. Anything that rolls downhill, man. And the old habits die hard, right? It's the podcast by the people for the people. Well, I'm going too hard, too fast. Well, we are double fisted on that ass. <laughs> Only here, too hard, too fast. Let's do it. Welcome back to Too Hard, Too Fast. George and I are getting after it like we did after the Super Bowl. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll remember it this time. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> So welcome everyone to Too Hard Too Fast Girl. podcast. That's right. <laughs> we go off the rails and George has to worry about it. So <laughs> here we go for the podcast of the century. Cheers. All right, Ben. So I usually, I want to get into how we met. But but I always ask, uh, whenever I talk to a music artist or a, a, a singer, at what point did you realize that you had a talent for music uh, or singing? Because I realized when I didn't have a talent for music. <laughs> oh, that's such a good question. Because uh, honestly, I don't know if I had a talent for music out of the gate. I had a passion for music. But I really sucked in the beginning. So um, growing up, I started out kind of doing the school shows. Uh, Shout out Lori Marchese. Uh, That was my theater director back in the day. Um, But around the fifth grade, sixth grade, I started getting into shows. And I'll never forget, just like I'd always been an athlete, always doing sports. But I've always been a super outgoing kid. You know, I was middle, middle child. I had an older brother, younger siblings. So you're always kind of fighting for that attention, right? Yeah, And uh, the stage was the spot for me. Uh, but admittedly, when I started doing theater, I had probably the worst voice of any of my classmates. Um, I'll never forget, we we did a show in sixth grade. It was called Fiddler on the Roof. And uh, I was just like an ensemble member or whatnot. And 
my theater director loved my energy on stage. Like the acting was fine. The dancing was fine. But she made me mouth the words to the songs because I was so tone deaf. <laughs> I was like a part of like her special group. Just like, yeah, we're going to just have you kind of mouth the words, but bring the energy. And then uh, honestly, you would think that would just discourage me. I'd stop singing, but it actually just pushed me to work harder at it and to try and get better. And then by eighth grade, I, I actually kind of found my voice. I think puberty hit and and my voice was there finally. And then from there on out, I, I've been a songbird. I can never stop singing. So nice, man. Um, well, for me, went the opposite. I I don't know. I grew up singing. Well, not I grew up singing country. I didn't grow up singing nothing, uh, but um i always wanted to become a country singer i don't know what it was i mean i grew up listening to country music uh but i I never you know i never i I don't know for some something in me has always said like there's something about you that's gonna that you're supposed to give to this world i don't know what it is Mm -hmm. uh but it's always been and i thought oh it's me it's my my voice you know my singing voice yeah no it's not i can't sing what's the lick but Oh, no, I kind of want to hear it, George. I, I kind of think uh, we got to we got to show the people what we're working with here. Right. Maybe after some tequila and then a good Kenny Chester mu- a song, I can definitely karaoke a little bit. <laughs> but anyways, it's not like it's long story short. I took uh, some singing lessons and my singing coach or teacher, he was like, well, you can definitely match the tone. Uh if you don't want to sing at the end of the year, like you don't have to. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. I get it. And it was like, and I didn't want, I mean, I, I did, it's not, it didn't discourage me, but I was like, nah, eh, it's not for me. Like it kind of made me realize that's not really where I'm going. You know, I think it was good for me to hear that. Giving you the cold, hard truth at a young age. Hey, you know what? Sometimes that's the best thing. Cause you could have spent the rest of your life trying to pursue something that you just weren't really good at to begin with. And instead, look at you, you're, you're doing podcasts and everything. So you found your niche. Yeah. So maybe like, maybe my voice still is working in some way, but so yeah, yeah. that's a good way to look at it. Um, Cause yeah, I could have ended up in American Idol and really like made a fool out of myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that actually, that, that uh reminds me of a story. Uh, so one of my really close friends, Brett Rickley, he has been watching kind of my music career and whatnot. And just recently he paid for a cameo by William Hung. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. And so he sent me a cameo from William Hung and it was basically like, Hey Ben, chase your dreams. You got this. Like, I know what it's like to like, you know, be faced with fear. And honestly, William sent the most heartfelt message ever. Uh, But it was just hilarious. Cause like, obviously William's start was on American Idol and, he kind of became like this, this, uh, you know, laughable icon, but he actually turned it into a music career. Like the guy performed and people were paying him and all that stuff. So it's just funny how, how some of that stuff happens. Yeah. He became a meme before memes and actually made something work out of it. 100%. Yeah. I don't know why I felt like I needed, I don't know. I just, I, ah, fuck it. I won't even go there, <laughs> but, but anyway, so the way we met, Let's go to that. Um, and my wife was a little like asking, like, are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna bring up CJ? 
I'm like, no, it's not about CJ. It's about Ben, you know? But I was like, ah, well, I kind of have to, I kind of, ha- I am going to have to drop the name, you know? We're definitely like, going to have to bring up CJ because he was the <laughs> conduit to us meeting and you've had him on the podcast before. Yep. So CJ Uzama. Oh, I dropped it. I dropped the name. Uh, <laughs> don't mind me while I pick it up. Uh, no. Well, my brother works for the Bengals um, and he introduced me to CJ. And then in turn, CJ introduced me to you at the Super Bowl after party, which yep. was uh, fun <laughs> to, to say the least. Uh, Very. Despite, a, despite a, a bad outcome, we made the most of that night. Oh, yeah, man. Dude, I don't know if you noticed, but my brother and I ended up on st- I don't think we can get in trouble for this anymore. We ended up on stage with, uh, uh, what's his name? Joe uh, Burrow. Well, Joe Burrow, like the rest of the team. But oh, the, uh, the guy that performed. Um, the rapper. Not Kid Nelly, Cuddy. but the other guy. Was it Kid Cuddy? Kid Cuddy, yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I was thinking T.I., but it was Kid Cudi. I remembered uh, seeing you up there, man. You guys were vibing, like, legitimately right behind him. He's singing Pursuit of Happiness, and you're just like, I'm on the... <laughs> it was epic. It was epic. I was like, don't take me down. Oh, man. Um, but, no, we got introduced, and, you know, right off the bat, I you know, we kind of just hit it off, um, talked about the podcast. You were all into, like, let's do it. And I think it's almost going to be a year since that since that meeting. Yeah, it, it it has. I mean, it was uh, it was kind of crazy. I know, like schedules got crazy. I had started a new job, and like the summertime came, and you had all these other guests lined up, anyways. But I'm glad that we finally got it got it on the books. This is uh, no, for sure. And I think back then, I'm glad I'm glad it waited or we waited uh, to make it happen because back then we were we were I was at least I only knew that you were a college football player. And I was like, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. We'll talk about it because I think that's cool, you know, like sure. uh, interesting uh, and something I didn't do. So I would like to know like that perspective. Uh, but now, you know, you kind of just like projected yourself with uh, music in a whole different way. Like you, I feel like for uh, lack of a better term or like not wanting to sound too like, like oh, I feel like it's overused, but you've kind of exploded with the with the TikTok and the music and, and things like that. Yeah, we'll call it like a a, a small firecracker. Like, I, <laughs> I don't think it's been like an explosion yet by, by any means, but um, I've loved it, man. I just like, I've always had a love for music. I've always had a love for country music. And it's just been such a good outlet. Like, and, and I'm sure we'll get into the whole story of how I even like started, but it's been so much fun. I was always pretty hesitant to like throw myself out there on like Instagram and social media. And I basically just had a fuck it moment. Like, you know what? Why, why hide this anymore? Like my buddies around the campfire. love it. Maybe people online will love it. And it's been amazing. Just like this community that we've been building on TikTok and even like Instagram, just how supportive everyone have been. And, uh, it's really given me like the encouragement to keep doing it more. And uh, I'm just so appreciative about it. It's just been great. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you in a little bit, I'm going to, I'm going to leave with a, a different question, but I, in a little bit, I'm going to ask um, if you have gotten any weird feedback or negative feedback from any like close friends or 
just friends in general or acquaintances or even family but uh yeah let's get into how you got you got started in the first place it seemed like you picked up the guitar during covid when everything was uh quarantine um and you just self-taught yourself yeah so uh it's it's crazy so i mean i was super into uh theater like i said when i was younger uh but i was very much into sports and so when i went down to auburn i initially went down to auburn just to be a, a normal student just wanted to be at a school with huge school spirit awesome football team like they had just gotten off of the cam newton year won the national championship like i was coming to auburn at the best time and when i got down there i uh got in, like ingratiated onto campus like i was super involved doing intramurals and philanthropy events and i joined an acapella group and like i was doing that for a little bit and then you know obviously walked onto the football program graduated from school life happened so fast got into corporate america started working and it was like years since i had done anything in music and then what happened was my wife and i we were just gotten married and we were going on our honeymoon in Hawaii. While you and, were in college, you got married? No, sorry. So fast forward a few years after oh. college. Uh, oh, also, quick story. My wife and I, you don't know this, George. Uh, we're high school sweethearts. Oh, wow. So my wife and I, we've been together 14 years. And um, yeah, like we... Did, we did got, she follow you to Auburn or she waited? She did not. So she actually went to UMass Amherst. I was at Auburn. So we did long distance for four years throughout college. Wow. I actually wrote a song about it. So, um, but yeah, we were long distance for a while. And um, so, so fast forward, right. We get married and we're on our honeymoon and we're just sitting there. It was like a beautiful night in Hawaii. We're reflecting on the beach and uh, we had some like leftover pizza. We actually canceled our dinner plans. Just like went, sat down on the beach with some cold pizza and wine. Cause we were just vibing that night. And we were talking like, what do we want out of life? Like, what what is it that we want to do? And she was sharing things about her and I was sharing things about myself. And the thing that I really said was, I want to get back into doing something artistic. Like, it's been years since I've really sang. I'd love to learn an instrument. And so the day we got home was a Saturday. That Sunday, I went to Guitar Center, bought my first ever guitar which is like right here. It's a seagull. And I started playing every day and then COVID happened. And all I was doing was I was locked inside my house with a guitar. And had I not started this, I don't know. I probably, instead of putting on 30 pounds, I probably would have put on 50 pounds throughout COVID. So <laughs> I was, uh, I, I was grateful to have it. I definitely put on the 50 pounds and I'm still <laughs> trying to take them off. <laughs> I'm assuming you played uh, high school football. Yes. Yes. So what got you into like the, the football at college? Yeah. So that's actually kind of a crazy story. Um, so initially I went down to Auburn, never imagining that I could play for the program there. Like kid from Massachusetts, small town of Tingsboro. We have like 12,000 people in my town. We were lucky to have like 400 people at a high school football game. Like it, it was small, small potatoes here. And so when I went down South, the last thing I ever thought was like, I could play at this level. But what happened was uh, I was doing intramurals and my intramural teams were doing really good. And then kids on campus were like, 
you know, you should really try and give it a shot of trying out. And I was like, nah, I'm, I'm not that guy. Like I'm, those guys are freaks. And um, one day though, I was at the intramural fields. I was driving by and I saw all these kids playing and they looked like athletes. Like these guys were specimens. And I pulled over and I pulled my car out. I noticed that some of the guys that were there played at Auburn. And then there was a bunch of guys that had played at like Tuskegee University in Troy. So I went down to the field and I'm like in jeans and a t-shirt, like looking like <laughs> Brett Favre, you know? Yeah. I asked them, I'm like, Hey, can I play with you guys? And they kind of looked at me like, is this kid serious? And I was like, uh, they're like, yeah, that's fine. So I ran to my car, grabbed my shorts, started throwing with them. And they were like, Holy shit. Like this kid can throw. And so it was them encouraging me. They were like, Hey, you should really try out for the team. And so, that winter, I went home. I started working out, throwing a bunch, and then one thing led to another. Went to the tryout and and made the team. So it was like kind of crazy. Like, I never thought it was going to happen. And then through I don't know dumb luck or like coincidence, running into those guys, they they like helped shepherd me onto that that squad. Okay. Do you feel like you you were able to keep up like right off the bat with with the team? Oh God, no, dude. When I made the team, I was the weakest guy on the team. Uh, I was like benching less than the kickers. Like, honestly, like, like it was bad. <laughs> and uh, I, the only analogy I've always said, it was like going from bumper carts in high school to NASCAR. Like the game was so much faster. And it took some time because honestly, we had more people at our practices than I had at my games, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You just came off a national championship. Um, you know, you had ESPN there and like covering the thing and or, or sorry, no, that, that that was after it was Coach Malzon came in. So when Coach Malzon came in, it was like the new Auburn squad, and that was when I walked on. And so it was uh it was just kind of crazy because there were so many people at the practices. I didn't feel like I belonged, but then after like a year with the program, they beefed me up, they like got me in, and then I, I felt like a part of the team, you know. Nice. Nice. Um, was it difficult to like at least try to get a walk-on spot, or not try to get a walk-on spot, but try to even have the talk about having a walk-on spot? Yes, yes. I'm pretty sure everyone I told when I like started getting the thought in my head of trying out, no one thought I had a chance. Like my mom and dad were like, "Son, we love you." <laughs> don't want to get your hopes like and dreams broken but like it's a really good team like just don't get too high or low because i i wear my heart on my sleeve sometimes and uh just no no one thought it could happen and i remember when i walked on that was really just the start of it because like you're not promised anything and you have to earn everything so it was like you had the worst workout times uh you had like the least privileges of anyone and you were just trying to make it through spring cuts because at the end of the spring, they cut like 20 or 30 guys to make room for the freshmen that are coming in in the fall. Oh, dang. So that was like a sketchy situation. I'm like, am I going to get cut at the end of the spring? Like have my dream ruined? And like, luckily they, they kept me. So it was, yeah. it was awesome. So at no point, at no point do you ever feel like I'm safe. I'm, I'm here. I'm here for the long haul. Or not, not you in general, but like anybody, uh, like whoever makes it into the walk on, 
or even teams or people that are recruited, can they be cut at any moment? They can, they can like, and I think it really comes down to perspective. Like I'd like to think that most of the time that I was there, like I was just grateful to be a part of the team. Like I, I was bought in, I did my job. I was never late for a meeting. I showed up to everything. I was a good teammate, you know? And it's like, if you're doing all those things, you're safe. But like, if you start becoming toxic and you're not seeing the field and you're weighing down the team, like you're becoming an anchor, those guys like are gone in a, in a flash, like, especially under Malzahn, like he wasn't going to keep that around the squad. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I mean, you don't want, like you said, toxic, they would just ruin everybody. Uh, oh yeah. Bring down yeah. the team for sure. Um, all right. So, I know we kind of mentioned the you picking up the guitar during COVID and uh, kind of teaching yourself. At what point did you start uh, singing uh, to to your playing? And then when did you start uh, writing your own music, your own songs? Yeah, good question. So it's funny. I actually wrote a song before I could play guitar with my buddy Trent Fisher from college. So Trent and I played football together at Auburn and uh, our senior year, we wrote a song called cover to cover together, which is a horrible song. But it's our <laughs> song. So we're, you know, we, we laugh about it, but um, when I got my guitar, it took about 11 months of consistently playing until I was able to write a song to it. And for me to actually start singing while playing, that was probably like a six month process. Cause at first, man, it's, it's rough. Like you're just trying to get your finger placements, your fingers hurt. Cause oh, yeah. like the strings and you're trying to like sing on every beat and it's, and it's just rough and, but you got to keep working through it. And then through consistency, you end up kind of figuring it out. Well, that kind of reminds me of another college story with music. And I wish this teacher would have told me what my singing teacher told me because it would have <laughs> saved me a lot of time as well. Uh, so I took, I had a friend who like, he's music talent off the charts, mm -hmm. uh, can pick up an instrument and within the week he's already playing it like like he's been playing it all his life, no matter what instrument. Um, so he, he convinces me, he comes to my dorm room, he's like, he, and he's one of those, like you know, you know, he he's got music talent, and but he also, you know, gets a little bit of the of the high. <laughs> so he comes in, talks with his hands, like, "Hey, man, so uh, hey, you're cool, right? You're cool. So um, we're gonna take guitar lessons together. There's the teacher. It's a half semester. You know, you're just gonna get your own guitar. It's gonna be fun. We're doing it. And I'll, uh, no, man, I don't, I don't want to play guitar. Like I don't, I don't have any music talent. I can sing. I can sing. It's like. No, no, we're gonna play guitar. <laughs> so he convinced me we play, uh, and I, we go in. And again, first time he's ever touched a guitar too. And within three days, he's like, "Hey, man, I already learned this song." <laughs> and so he like goes from beginner to advanced class, and kind of just leaves the class. And I'm just there, and I'm like still trying to figure out the like how to hold a certain chord a certain way. And it's like, fuck, man, I hate this. I finished the class off and I kept the guitar. I think I did graduated college and on my fair or spare time, I would try to learn like YouTube, teach myself and all that. 
I could never get the strumming. I kind of learned chords, but I could never learn the strumming. So eventually I I sold my guitar for double what I paid and I think I called that a win. <laughs> Definitely a win. But yeah, I wish I would, that teacher would have told me like you're just not going to get this. <laughs> this guitar is not for you. <laughs> I would have still gone through the class cuz I I I like I like I have a thing where I, if I start something I want to finish it to the end whether it's win or lose. Yeah. But, but I just wish I would have sold that guitar a long time ago instead of it just being there. But that's me. Uh, that's my. That's for me. I mean, other people obviously. You're a man of it. other talents. You're a man of other talents. You know, <laughs> can't have it all. Ah uh, man, sometimes I wish, or sometimes I feel like I do. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, so I find that really fascinating. That you know, you picked up the guitar, and within months, you were kind of like still, you know, hacking away at it and and learning it, and, and then you started doing. The singing, adding the singing. The other thing is, I wrote a song. Or at least I, I don't even know. I like, will call it a song. Maybe a very intricate poem. Uh, <laughs> and I sent it. I don't know if you know the country singer Aaron Watson. Aaron Watson. No, he's what's mostly like he's mostly like Texas country. I can't think of his. Uh, <sighs> I'm gonna have to look think. him up on on Spotify right now. Uh, we're breaking the rules. Too hard, too fast. We don't check facts. <laughs> oh yeah. i didn't hear that i was watching one of your podcasts and when you go we don't check facts i'm like that is hilarious <laughs> and also i think that's something we should all live by even in the business world like you know 80 percent of statistics are made up you know <laughs> like, yeah right <laughs> I, I got i got that from uh i i got the from i got it from facebook because like everybody always puts like a quote and then a picture of like a, a movie star that says like how do we know he said it like is nobody checking this at all? So uh on this all podcast. My <laughs> yeah. On my profile, like all my profiles say a quote that I that I said, uh, I only believe in two things and three of them are fake. And this <laughs> is George. <laughs> but uh yeah, Aaron Watson he's 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 real big in Texas, but he's got another other songs. Uh July and Cheyenne is one of his big ones. The look I'm sure like um, if I heard them. Is it A Aaron or is it uh yeah A Aaron? A Aaron. Oh yeah, he is big. Uh freight train, that look. Oh, I'm definitely gonna have to uh check him out. Oh, y'all like him a lot. He's real good. Um, and he used to play uh, I'm from San Antonio, I live in San Antonio, and he used to play around here all the time before he kind of blew up. And yeah. he would do a lot of free shows, and I was like, dude, this guy is good. And then he blew up. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's what like, like you know, I'm I'm a I'm a dreamer right now, but like, that's what I hope someday some of the folks in my town will be able to say is like, I did all these free gigs and all these local things just at like bars, and it'd be so cool to just have like a song that that takes off and like be able to take that to other cities and experience like the country through music like that. That is just like. That is the dream, man. Anyone that get anyone that gets to do that, like, damn, they they are living life. Like, I'm so I have like the highest admiration for that. No, man, and I, I and actually, um, last week's recording or you know, like last week's episode, uh, we were kind of talking about that moment of like where you feel like you put in everything in, but at some point, like, you always have that thought in the back of the head. Like, at least I do, where it's like, man, I don't know what I'm doing with this podcast, like. 
I know I've been really lucky getting really like awesome guests, like really interesting stories. But the growth is like, like it, it's, it's, a, it's, you know, you got to hack at it. Right. Uh, yeah. But, and so I'm always thinking like, maybe it's not for me. Maybe I'm done. I tried it. I did good. I at least could say, you know, like I said, I, I'll, I'll see it to the end. And if this is the end, that's it. But there's something else in me that says, but what if the next one is the hit? What if the next one is the boom that just takes you up? And so it's like, I don't want to say I quit right before I hit it. You know, you know what? And, and quite honestly, uh, there's this book that I just read. Um, it's called The Alchemist. Have you ever read The Alchemist? I want to say, and I saw the post. I saw you that you posted it and I was going to message you. Uh, it's like, man, I think I read that book, but it, it was been so long ago. And I'm not the best reader. And I've said this before. I'm not the best reader. I'm a very slow reader. No, so, uh, same, same. I honestly, this is like the first book I've read in, a, in like a few months. Like <laughs> even this, Audible takes too long for me. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I get it. And the thing is, is actually I had an old teacher of mine from high school who's been seeing what I've been doing in music. And she sent me this book says, Ben, I have a book that I want you to read. I think it's meeting you at like the perfect time. And it's a story really about this guy's persistency towards following and chasing his dream. And the thing is, is that most people stop right before like that's going to come. And like, I think what, what I've learned in the short time I've been doing this, so you've been doing the podcast for a while, right? Like you've been, you're in this and music is a little bit newer to me. I enjoy the process so much. And I, I, I genuinely love the process that it's what I want to do with my free time. And whether I ever make any monetary benefit from it, that's like the cherry on top. Cause it's like, this is what I just would want to do anyways. And I'm trying to kind of like disjoint myself from the final outcome. I'm a hopeful optimist. Like I, because you need that, like you got to have like a belief in something or the belief that something could happen. Right. Like that's what makes it fun the chase. But I'm also like, just glad that I found something that I love to do and brings me joy on a daily basis. And like, that's, that's all I try to focus on right now. And hopefully other dominoes will like fall in the right way, you know? Yeah, no. And I, I agree with that uh, 100% because well, like, yes, I've done this. This podcast, I guess was born in 2007. No, sorry. That's way too long ago. 2017 uh, when it was officially born. Uh, but it was me and a co-host at the time and it was just us. And at the time it was like, we had really good conversations. Like we should turn this into a podcast, probably how all podcasts start. Um, but then like, as soon as we got everything ready, he ended up moving. And so we were trying to do it over the phone, recording on the phone. I was like, nah, this is not for me. So we just like killed it off. Uh, and then 2020 comes around or 2019, whenever, you know, the whole world shuts down Yeah, and all I was, I guess, not considered an essential worker because I, I mean, I didn't have to go to work. I just worked from home. Uh, yeah, luckily. Uh, but my wife had to work, still go to work. So I was here, and I think at the time my son was three years old. Um, and I was like, man, I need something, somebody more to talk to than just a three-year-old. You know, <laughs> like I, I need to socialize somehow. So I, uh, my buddy was like, let's restart it. Let's restart the podcast. So. I was like, well, Zoom is free. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's take advantage of that, right? So 
we we got on Zoom and we were recording. I was like, it can't be about us. I don't want to talk about myself too long, even though right now I feel like I'm talking too much about myself. Uh, it's not about you, George. Uh, no, but it's an inspiring story, and like it's so cool to see what you're you're doing. Like you've you've got to meet so many awesome people through this, and like strengthen relationships with what might have been acquaintances, like. It, I just think, I think it's great. Like, it makes me want to start a podcast. But I'm like, <laughs> I got too much stuff on my plate. I'll leave it to the yeah. pros. No, I mean, uh, the thing is, that that's the point. Well, I, well, the point I was trying to say is that I didn't start it. Of course, the idea of like, oh, can I be the next Joe Rogan? And, you know, get the that million dollar contract. That'd be nice. But the the drive is not the money or the fame, the possible of it, uh, the possibility of it. But it's like, the thing that gets me, am I reaching the people I want to reach? And that's the what the thing in the back of my head is like, am I not reaching them? If I'm not, then what am I doing? Should I just stop it? Uh, it's more like reaching the people that, you know, hearing different stories. Maybe somebody else that's starting it wants to like, I want to put my music out there and, you know, they don't know. And now you're like somebody like you that's picked up a guitar and then pretty soon you're going to have Spotify music. So that's, that's a big deal, I think. To, at least I think that's a big deal. <sighs> I think so. I I mean, I've been talking about it for a while now. I feel like I've been talking about it for over a year, a couple of years now of just like recording these. And it's crazy, man. It's funny when you have a hobby that you love and it's easy to just be like, yeah, that's just something I do on the side. Like, it's just a hobby. Like it's a safe zone because people can't really judge you if it's just a hobby. You know, it's like, it's another thing to like really jump into it and be like, actually, this is what I want to do with my life. And I don't know, like for me, I know like music is what I would love to do with my wife. Am I ready to quit my day job and to move into it? No, like I'm, I'm not there yet. I haven't um, seen enough of like the evidence that I could support my lifestyle and the things that I want to do just on music alone. But also I, I like what I do for work. Like I, I'm cool doing what I do in in and having the blend and then if it ever does replace it if i'm ever fortunate enough like then that'll be an easy conversation to have with my manager and i bet you he'd even be like you know what ben good for you you know like yeah i think that will definitely you know push you out i was like hey man why hold you back from that dude i'm excited from all this look i got the sweats uh i'm sniffling uh i'm gonna go off camera and wipe my nose uh (laughs) gross but <laughs> no, I, I love and okay, going back to the alchemist, because now I'm thinking about it, because you mentioned it. Uh and there's for some reason I it has to be so or the reasoning of like the reason why I don't quit certain things. I wonder if it is because I read the alchemist. Is there a point where this person is going through like a journey in a desert or similar or has yes. a drink about the desert, or something like that? Yes. Okay. So then I read it. My uncle gave me the book and I just, I was like, I don't read. Like I made the joke. I like, I don't read. It's like, somebody's going to have to read this to me. But I picked it up like, on the, uh, on the way back on the plane. I was, I couldn't put it down. I could not put it down. Bro. It is, it is such a good book. So admittedly, like, I'd love to be like, oh, I read all the time. Like I, I'm not, I, I consume content all the time. Like that is one thing that I have done. Like, my social media, when I go on to social media, there's a lot of people that say like, it's so bad for you. And like, there's, it's just toxic and keeping up with the Joneses. That's your decision. 
Like if you're following that crap, that's because you chose to follow that stuff. I choose to follow people that I admire, people that like inspire me. I feel like when I hop onto social media, sometimes I get a boost of like, wow, like wake up, Ben, like smell the coffee, like life's, life's a gift. Like don't take this for granted. And I feel like the, the alchemist in particular, that book, it's not that long. It's like 160 pages. Even if you're a slow reader, you can get through it in a few hours. And there's so many lessons, like so many lessons from it that it's like, I want to, I already want to reread it. Cause I just I'm like, <laughs> damn, that was, there was some fire content in that. Like I marked it up and like all that. I, I just loved it. No. Yeah. Yeah. And a few hours, Ben. Well then I think it took me a few weeks. <laughs> oh no, no way, man. I mean, dude, honestly, I think okay. I started, I think I started at like nine 30 and I finished at like two 30. So 10, 11, 12, one, two, five hours, 160 pages. I think I don't know if that's great. My mom would probably be horrified. Well, I mean, hey, I'm selling you. I'm definitely. It took me a while. It took me more than uh, a few hours. Uh, <laughs> but that's me. I'm more of a math guy. Uh, not much of a. Uh, I do like. I will read because I feel the importance of reading. But I prefer math. I've always have. Um, do you need a refill? Uh, well, I I just I had a uh, booze and now I'm just having a water. Oh, okay, fair enough. I took off the top of mine because I was having trouble getting any wine out of it. Do you need a refill? No, no, I have a plenty. It's like pretty still full. Um, I was just making sure. I love how free flow the the podcasts are. Like, I just feel like, like, where's the fire? Like, we just need to like have a fire and, and, and like chill. Somebody described it once as a as a as a bar conversation. Uh, that it feels like having a bar conversation where like you talk about three different topics at one time and then forget about what you were talking about in the first place. I mean, it, it's kind of a vibe. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I love the fact that like, it's so unstructured. Like there is no uh, preset questions before coming on. It's just off the cuff. Like you're getting what you're getting right now, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, I do do a lot of, I do do. <laughs> I <laughs> do some research and I do write a few things, but I don't hold myself to it. And that's one, one of the things like, I, I, uh, at the very beginning with the podcast, like I wrote all these questions down and I'm trying to make sure that I hit every point to flow a story. And then I realized I'm not making a connection with the guests. You know, I'm not talking to them. I'm listening for the next question. You right. Know? I hated it. Like, I felt like the guests would come off it and, and be like, yeah, this was fun. And you know, whatever, but we had no connection. So no real reason for them to come back, which right. is probably why CJ hasn't been back. Uh, <laughs> but he keeps promising. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, uh, but that was, CJ was one of the first. So I really felt like at the time, if I had not spoken to CJ beforehand, like, like had other conversations with them, we would have not connected through the podcast. Right. Uh, and then we got real drunk and I think I texted him the next day and I was like, dude, I'm sorry if anything went real weird, <laughs> but it took him a while to respond to me. So I was nervous uh, that I did offend him or something, but luckily that's not the case. Love it. No. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, now it's like wherever the conversation goes, it goes and I'm cool with it. But uh, speaking of, let's take it back to music. So 
at the end, obviously, I'm going to ask you, or I'm going to request a song, but I'm going to tell you my two favorites, The Man I Became and mm -hmm. Bridges Burned. And I feel like I know you're going to play The Man I Became, so I don't want you to explain that one till the end. But Bridges Burned, I think I was hearing it different at first. Like, it almost was like, this speaks to me because I feel like I've burned a lot of bridges in my life. Like, willingly and unwillingly and so that's where i was speaking to me but then somehow it turned into like a love song is mm -hmm. that right yep right. is that is that like uh from personal experience or, or what is that from yeah i don't really know like i i had this hook that i thought about it's called um i got smoke in my eyes from the bridges i burned um and it's really kind of like a, a love song of a guy in a relationship with this girl and realizing that he wasn't the best version of himself when they were dating and wish that he could have done more or wish that he could go back in time and like change it. But the girl's already moved on. And like now he's, you know, he's kind of left there. Now I'm stuck here wishing you could see that I'm not only funny i'm fortunate where uh my wife and i we had a small breakup in our 14 years together i think we were only broken up for like a month and a half or two months and um it was when i was going off to college and though we had a very happy ending of like getting back together and whatnot i think there's just that emotion of like like yeah i, I thought going off to college you're supposed to be a single guy and like you're not supposed to date a thousand mile long distance relationship and like this isn't going to work out and like it's almost like a story had we not worked out, you know, uh, and just through like personal experiences of seeing some of my friends that are like, damn, she's the one that got away. Like, I didn't know what I had when I had her, you know, so like, yeah. it's kind of weird. Like you pull from different experiences and when you start writing a song, sometimes you don't always know where it's going to go. Um, that's probably the one that I've written that I relate the most to personally or sorry, don't relate to the most personally. Oh, okay. But it's a story that resonates with a lot of people, and yeah. I was like, "This is a cool topic to write about." Yeah, I don't. I can't say that I, you know, I've had the one that got away. Like, I don't think I can think. I mean, I don't know. My wife listens to these, so no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. She don't listen to this. I, I guess I'm probably lucky that I don't have that the one that got away feeling. But um, that hook that you said that uh, the smoke, uh, I smoke in my eye from the bridges I burned that got me like, dude it, 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 it like it was good like i was like that's a good like those lyrics right there alone i was like i just like listen to the rest of it <laughs> i appreciate so, it man i that was a fun one to write that was during covid and uh 
it's crazy, man. Like now all I want to do is write. Like I, I took a, a break for a while from writing because I was trying to get better at guitar. I was trying to get better at performing. I wanted to learn more covers because like you can't really play out anywhere unless you have a two hour, three hour set that you can play. And so I was just trying to like build that muscle up. And now I'm getting back into writing. And like even last week, I can't say anything about it yet, but I had a night where I couldn't sleep and I stayed up till 4 a.m. I wrote a song in one night. I think it's my best song I've written to date. And like, I'm excited to kind of work that muscle more and just really get into my writing over the, the remainder of this winter, record some of it, put it on Spotify, and then come this summer, like really just start like touring all the local area, like in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Maine. Nice, nice. You know, I, I I like seeing people win, especially when I when I like them. And no, I, I appreciate, it, man. Like, maybe maybe it'll be a a, a song where I'd come back and, and talk about it. Like, um, the topic, and I I can't give it away, but like, the don't top- say don't say much more. No, I won't. I won't. But like, <laughs> the topic is something very personal to myself and to my wife, and it's been like a pretty taboo topic that like not a lot of people talk about, and so like. Mm. I can't wait to release this song and just like, oh, we went from not talking to it, talking about it to like now we're singing about it. Like, boom, in your face. And um, I'm actually going to a studio on Monday to start laying down some tracks for it and uh, get some other musicians involved. So I'm pretty pumped. Dude, let's make it happen. Let's whenever you do put it out, let's make it happen. Come back and let's talk about it. Love to. That would be awesome. All right. So. I promise to keep you to the time for a little bit over. I'm having a great time. Um, so, <laughs> but I promise I had I did promise not to keep you too long. So I'm gonna ask one final question. Actually, two final questions, and then I'm gonna request for you to play us off. Um what besides this next song, like what where do you see yourself? I guess where do you see yourself in five years? Well, like, what, what do you see yourself like going moving forward? I know your TikToks are doing very well. You're, you're pretty much live concerts on TikTok. That's awesome. Yeah. What, what, what do you see this ball rolling, man? Because I feel like it, it's rolling. Yeah. So like for me personally, I'm trying to do like all the little things that are within my control uh, and just attack them like consistently and just make like little progress. Cause like 1% better every day compounds and like there's exponential effects to that. Right. So um, my like short term, I guess like five-year goal is I want to start playing at some really desirable like locations around Massachusetts and New Hampshire. And um, my goal would be to open up for some big country artists that come up this way. Like um, I actually had the chance to open two weeks ago for this guy, Sam Grow who is signed to uh, Brentley Gilbert's label. He's performed at the Grand Ole Opry. He's got 1.2 million monthly streams on Spotify. Like he's established and, and I got to open. I did a full hour set opening for him. We sold out this venue and Thanks. I would love to do more of that. Like that, that would be fun. And um, my hope is with the music that I put out, just to put out stuff that connects with people and, and to be able to build like a, a a stable of of folks that are interested in hearing my music, you know what I mean. So like, um, I try not to set like any goals of like, yeah, I want to be at like ten thousand monthly listeners or you know a million monthly listeners or anything like that. Like, I just want people to to enjoy 
the music that I'm putting out and to continuously like stay in a state of like loving what I'm doing. And as long as I'm loving what I'm doing, I'll be super happy. And uh, that's kind of like the, the short term goal. And like, I guess we'll see where it goes from there. You we'll see know, where it goes. we'll see what happens. So I said only one more question, but it reminded me that I didn't never asked you your the feedback question that I said I wanted to know. So I'm going to ask for a too hard, too fast story. But before that, what kind of feedback when you started putting yourself out there, like music wise and or even just the idea that you're going to do music? What kind of feedback that you get from friends, family, anything like my mom still like it's like, I have no idea what you're doing, uh, but I see that you're doing something and you're really like dedicated to it because yeah. she's not on like the Internet. She's like, oh, she's still all about the Internet. Like she still has a flip phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she doesn't get it uh, or she doesn't need to get it but she supports it so I'm kind of like that's really cool my dad's all for it but yeah. I've had you know friends like who do you think you are kind of thing yeah uh, but so what kind of feedback did you get when you start yeah you know I think I've been very fortunate where my friends and family have really gathered around me and supported me in a way that I I didn't even anticipate like I've been playing around campfires and I've been singing at like, you know, and from high school, I I live in the same town I went to high school in. Right. So like people have known me as a singer for a long time. And I think they're just excited to like, see my, see me putting myself out there and something that I was really nervous and, and intimidated to do for a long time. So like the support has been overwhelmingly positive in that regard. I think admittedly, like there's still, some of that apprehension maybe from my family of like, you're not quitting your day job, right? Like, <laughs> like, like, are you like, you're not like just going to start doing this full time, right? Like you're not going to make any brash decisions. And, but even with that, like my mom, she'll be like my biggest fan at my shows. Like, and she's starting to see the momentum that's gathering with people liking the shows and, uh, I think it's just a matter of time. Like my, my mom, after telling me that she didn't think I could walk on to Auburn said, I will never tell you that you can't do anything again. Um, but there's still like, I think a little bit of that, like, you're not like, you got a really stable <laughs> thing here. This isn't as stable, but over, overall, I'm so blessed, man, with the, with the support I've had. It's been like overwhelmingly positive. My friends show out to the shows and it's been really fun. Nice, nice. And then I, I bet you being like uh or having a past in football or competitive, um, that that little bit of like uh maybe you won't be able to, like any of that feedback kind of gives you more of a drive. At least it does for me, like oh, I'm gonna try to prove that you're wrong, or at least I'm gonna at least try. No, one hundred percent, man. I think uh I think what I'm realizing is like I am my own worst critic. Like oh yeah. I, I am so hard on myself. I go on TikTok and I will just watch for hours people that are more talented than me. And I, I talk about this on my live shows. I'm like, if you scroll up or if you scroll down, you're going to find a better guitarist than me. You're going to find a better singer than me. You're going to find whatever. I think kind of what makes me unique or like my group unique, like our, our channel that that people log into and listen to is how positive of an environment it is. Like, it's just, it's good vibes. Uh, everyone genuinely is there just to have a good time, you know, show love to one another. And like that, 
that's contagious, you know, and, and that's all I want to breed, man. It's just like a good feel good environment where, wherever I'm at. That's like what it's all about. And big names have noticed you on TikTok. So dude, that was wild. I know <laughs> what you're talking about. Like, yeah. Parker McCollum, like sent me a cowboy hat, like a, like a virtual gift cowboy hat mm. on TikTok, And then, uh, David nail, uh, sent me uh, a, a comment just like sounds great and i was like these are like my idols and yeah, that's about it it was awesome Dude, yeah that is pretty, that is that is super cool but with that said i'm gonna want uh i'm gonna ask you do you mr ben duran have a too hard too fast story a time where either got you either got too drunk to function a cautionary tale or words of wisdom anything you feel comfortable sharing yeah um i'll probably go with uh words of wisdom um and like who who am i you know to to share any words of wisdom with anyone right like we're all on our path and we're all trying to figure out our stuff and i certainly don't have it figured out but um the one thing i'm starting to realize more and more is that in life the biggest obstacles that are in front of you are the ones that you put up yourself. It's like we get caged by our own thoughts. It's, it's less external noise and it's more the internal voices that stop us from doing things. And it's funny. I've, I've let those voices or those insecurities stop me for periods of time at pursuing something that I wanted to do through concern of, of fearing to fail at it. And what I've found is every time I finally overcome that and just said, screw it, like I'm going for this, it's always ended up turning out to be like a great decision. Like, I don't know if it always brought me to the peak of what I thought I would have done or, um, or, or gave me the outcome that like, like you'd always hope for, but what I've learned from it or, or the things that I experienced through it were worth taking the step forward. And it's given me so much growth. So like my biggest thing is like, if there's any hobby, if there's any passion, if there's anything that you've been putting off for a while and just like, uh, I don't know how people would feel about this. You're making that up. Like a lot of times the people that love you just want to see you happy. And they, and they'd be so supportive if you just took that first step and like, I guess that's my only words of advice is just do what you love. This is limited time that we have on this planet. So just make the most of it. Nice. Nice. I, I mean, and I, I agree 100%. Um, it's true. Like we always think that we're like the main characters of other people's story when it's like, we're not, you know, but we can be, or we can make not, not we can be, but we could certainly play a, certainly play a, a small part and their influence of their perspectives or lives. And hopefully it's a positive one. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully you're winning the award for best supporting actor in someone's film, you know, like <laughs> for sure. Uh, or, you know, being the next Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we've just gone too hard, too fast with Ben Duran. He's going to play us out. It's going to be one of my favorite songs uh from him original song i'll let him just, uh intro it ben i want you to come back anytime i appreciate your time uh i know we're probably gonna have more to talk to and talk about in the future especially seeing you know wherever 
you take yourself with this music career and just your personality. Uh, like I said, we met you. I met you in person already. Uh, you're a cool guy. Uh, so I appreciate, you know, being on here and uh, the time you gave this so or this podcast. Uh, and I've talked I'm talking too much. So that's what you're saying, right? <laughs> George, I appreciate it, man. The pleasure's all mine. And uh, I'm I'm humbled that you asked me to be on the podcast and hope to come on the show again sometime. So uh, this has been so much fun. Um, so the song I'm going to play is uh, one that's pretty special to me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, this is my favorite song I've ever written. It's called Man I Became. And I wrote this song about my godmother who passed away a little over a couple of years ago now. Um, she she got cancer and it just happened super fast. It, it was almost like a, like a car accident. We, we got the diagnosis and then three weeks later, it was just poof. And um, she was one of those women that just made me feel like a celebrity in her eyes, you know, like was always pumping my tires. Like, you're going to be the next Tom Brady or you're going to be the next Kenny Chesney. And like, obviously none of that ever happened. Right. And, uh, I wrote this song just as like hoping that she's still proud of the man that I became. So I hope you like it. When I was a kid, you taught me to dream big, chase everyone that I had. You made me believe that I could achieve anything if I wanted it bad. But since you've been gone, it's hard to move on and become the man you thought I'd be. Gave it my best, and I hope it's not less in the future you never got to see. Cause I'm not the football star. On the Super Bowl team or the guy in the sports car See on TV and I ain't heard my name get a cheer Since I turned 18 I still play in a man's league Every Friday night Take the truck that you left me We used to drive and start and to think everything get better with time yeah i never got the fortune or fame i just hope you'd be proud of the man i became there ain't a day that i would trade just to have one more with you We'd sit back and laugh Reminisce on the past Of all the things we used to do When it's time that you go I try not to show all the pain I feel inside of me At times I'm a mess But I hope I'm pressed with a man I'm trying to be, cause I'm not the football star on the Super Bowl team or the guy in the sports car. See on TV and I ain't heard my name get a cheer since I turned 18. And I still play in a man's league 
Every Friday night, take the truck that you left me. We used to drive and started to think everything would get better with time. Yeah, I never got the fortune of fame. And I know it must kill you. Seeing me cry, but I promise I'm okay. I dismiss all rights, but I finally see everything get better time. Yeah, I never got the fortune of fame. Not a thing I do different or change. If I could know. You were proud of the man I became. <laughs> Dude, awesome, man. Uh, again, that's one of my favorite songs that I've um, listened from you. Everybody can listen to Ben Duran. Instagram. What's your Instagram? Yeah, uh, it's Ben underscore Duran underscore music. And, uh, I'll hopefully have music out on Spotify here in the next couple months. I'm going to start releasing some music on that. So, uh, yeah, just getting started. Let's do it. But, Ben, thank you once again. I appreciate your time. Remember, dare to be you, dare to be weird. Bye. <laughs> Perfect, man. All right, man. Uh, and then I will... Dude, that was better. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's done.